Hey guys, welcome to the Professional Development Podcast. Today's episode number 89. We're going to talk about uh, flexibility and adaptation in life and in business. Um, so I guess, yeah, let's go ahead and get it kicked off. Sal, what's your quote? So, oh, Sal's actually speak got a up. quote. There was one for Why are you into the microphone? speaking into the metal part? I don't know. Fuck <laughs> with me. Just to fuck with me. Yeah, just to fucking make Rich's make job Rich's harder. Job there was easier. a funny one that I saw online. It was like, when something goes wrong in your life, just yell plot twist and move on. That's, I like that one. Someone, someone that was an interesting one. Who was who it by? Someone anonymous didn't want to. Is that a Parks and Rec thing? Tell us why you like it. Tell us why I just you like that quote. I thought it was funny. Because it's just like when shit happens, it's like, okay, move on. Nice. But you nice. like said it out loud instead of thinking to yourself. <laughs> okay. All right. What's your, Brad, what do you got, dude? Um, the one I got is by Jeff Bezos. It says, we are stubborn on vision. We are flexible on details. The reason I like that is because you still have to stay uh, rigid in what you want to accomplish at the end of the day, whether that's a goal or a timeline or whatever it may be. But you need to be flexible in the way that you get to that position. Damn, I like that. Yep. Love it. Uh, I got one by Stephen Pressfield. Uh, he's an author, written a, a couple books. His quote is, do one thing at a time when you're acting, focus fully on what you're doing, then set a different time on your schedule for assessing the quality of your work. Trying to do both at the same time is counterproductive. Um, and especially with making some changes and I mean, being flexible <clears throat> with whatever changes are thrown your way. Um, I think me personally, I can speak to this a lot of times in the middle of a project or I'm in the middle of doing something. I'll try and think too much about what I just did instead of just acting on it and thinking about, was that a good idea later? Uh, so that's one thing that stood out to me. Cool. What you got? So I actually, for my quote, I've got the serenity prayer and it's God grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change, the courage to change the things I am and the wisdom to know the difference. Magic time. So the interesting part about why I know that so well is in high school, I failed a bunch of drug tests. Uh, and me and my... <laughs> plot twist. So, plot twist. So me and my... Flex. Uh, me and my... <laughs> flex. Me and my degenerate buddies would have to go to like counseling once a week uh, with this lady named Kathy. And we'd have to sit together. We'd have to sit there. We'd have to hold hands every week oh. and say the serenity prayer while half of us were fucking high while we were doing it. And... Um, this was in high school. This was in high school. Yeah, and so, um, so, but I actually, I actually fucking love that, and I think it embodies like what flexibility is. It's control the controllables. You know, if something's not going to, uh, the way that you want, um, and it's within your control, it's something that you're thinking or something that you do, change it. Uh, and I feel like half the battle is knowing uh, what's in your control and what isn't in your control, and then knowing that it's like okay. It's simple. It's one of those things that's simple but not easy, if that makes sense. So Yeah, I totally agree. That's a good one. Yeah. I thought I thought you were totally gonna go down a different road there and say that you guys had a sweatpant party. <laughs> like once you said you were sitting and holding hands. So I'm glad it wasn't that way. What's a sweatpant party? You don't know what a sweatpants party is? I don't know what that is either. So a sweatpants party <laughs> is when you and your buddies all sit in a room together. Uh you wear sweatpants, no underwear. And you put a gay porno on, and whoever pops a boner first loses. Well, can I can I ask you a question? Yeah. Why did you think my school would make me go 
and watch gay porno and wear sweatpants with other people. It was just something about the lady Kathy. Catholic schools, man. <laughs> yeah, I was like, I thought it was going to go a different route. When he said Kathy, I knew we were safe. I thought maybe he was going with the pastor. And mm. then I was like, okay. Got it, got it. Yeah, no, no sweatpants parties. Yeah. So did they, they drug tested you at St. Mary's? Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. So I got drug tested. Um, so you either typically got drug tested for one of two reasons. You uh, were really bad at school uh, and or really bad conduct. And I was just like pretty bad in both, but not were bad enough to get drug tested. Somebody on my team, uh, basketball team, went to my coach and was like, hey, I see oh, him hanging around with man. this Nikorowski guy. He's, he's fucking smoking dope. <laughs> he's fucking smoking dope. So I'm guessing he, he wasn't a starter. Uh, you know, I I still have I don't know who it is to this day. I've got my ideas though. Yeah. Um, oh, so you never found out who was the rat? No, I never did. But my coaches came up to me. They pulled me aside. They're like, "Hey, I hear you smoke weed. Is it true?" And I was like, "No." And they're you, like, can, "Do you want some? Can, can we can we drug test you?" And I was like, "No." <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, got suspended for like I don't know, like the first whatever of the season for it. So no, never found the fucking narc. Never did. Damn. He's out here. He's probably out there listening to this right now. Yeah. Fucking asshole. Asshole. Yeah. Uh, do you guys, uh, do we get everybody on quotes? Yeah. Um, I didn't necessarily have a, a specific book or podcast suggestion or anything like that in, in terms of the topic. Did you guys have anything there? I had one. Uh, it, it's a book called Do the Work by Stephen Pressfield. Same guy that I had that quote from. Uh, he was the author of The Art of War and Turning Pro, like a a series of a couple books that all kind of play off of each other. Um, so that'd be one that I recommend. It just talks a lot about like the resistance, whether it's you personally or if it's like your environment around you and how to overcome those different things. So I thought that was a good book. And it's, I mean, it's a short read. It's like 120 pages, something like that. Nice. Very yeah. cool. Yeah. So um, we'll, we'll just hop into kind of our own definitions of what we pulled off the internet or our own interpretations of flexibility and adaptation. So, for me, being flexible is not getting emotionally attached to specific outcomes. It's the ability to adjust when things don't go according to plan. Simple and easy. That was actually a really good one. I like that. Yeah. I came, I yeah. did, you know what? For that one, I actually didn't use Google. I came up with it on my own. That's impressive. I yeah. used Google. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so mine was uh, being able to quickly adapt to a new circumstance. So uh, I thought yours was Frenched up a lot more. That was a lot better. <laughs> there we go. I uh, So I did not use the internet on this, and I was just like, shoot, what does this mean to me? I just wrote, being able to change to the circumstances to make shit happen or the world's going to pass you by. Mm, not as French. Yes, but still good. A little bit more uh, brash. It was there. Salil? Oh, to me, it's just like, I'll think of it like in the sports way. It's just like, all right, there's a lot of teams that will like show different types of um, changes in front of you, and you just got to learn to adapt, make adjustments, and s score the points. Yeah. All right, John Madden. Nice. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> uh, so, that being said, um, I'll kind of, I will jump into this next one. What's like, do you think it's more uh, being flexible in life and in business? Do you think it's more of a an attitude or behavioral? And I guess probably why I came up with my own is I've been like, this is something I've been looking into a lot more. As you guys know, like for the podcast, I you know, typically set the agenda. I'm the structure guy. I'm the organizer. And so you guys have probably seen this either in the podcast and events or like when we go on our retreat, it's like in the past, I have been when things don't go the way that I started to map them out. Um, I get whatever, like frazzled, kind of sometimes <laughs> trying to do a little bitch, right? <laughs> Maybe get a little passive aggressive. Hey, did, 
yeah. a little bit. Yep. <laughs> um, it's not too bad. So, but so that being said, it's it's that's something that I'm looking into, and it's a shift in attitude. So, for me, it's uh, more about understanding that even when things go wrong, especially especially when things go wrong, there's opportunities there, right? And it, Brad, uh, I talk, I was going to talk about this later, but what you had said on um, kind of your definition or uh, what you're talking about with the quote, it's like there's a balance, right? It's not because if you're completely yeah. flexible, like if you're way too flexible, then you're just a simp. Then yeah. you're just basically Sal, right? Yeah, exactly. If Sal is such a simp. I literally <laughs> yeah. called him a simp yesterday before you got Did there. Did you really? I swear <laughs> to God. Oh, what'd he do? Sal, what were we talking about? He couldn't decide between 2% and whole. Oh, he was talking. I, <laughs> so I told, no, I told him he should. <laughs> nice. I told him he should do 75 hard with me. Uh, here in a couple weeks, and he said, no, man, I don't know if I could do the reading stuff. And I was like, what, you haven't read? And he's like, the last time that I did, I was reading for a girl to try to impress her, and I go, you fucking simp. <laughs> well, that's it. You, damn, Total Sal. simp move. Damn. Big simping. <laughs> yeah, but, um, so, but, go ahead. Okay, so to get back to the topic. Um, <laughs> 2% or whole. I actually, <laughs> I actually uh, said the opposite of you, Matt. I actually said that the attitude should stay the same, and your behavior should shift. And the reason I thought that is because um, kind of your attitude should be, whatever your attitude is trying to achieve a goal is is probably meant to be correct. What, but what happens is something interrupts your behavior of trying to accomplish that. So that's where you have to be flexible and be like, oh, well, I can't necessarily accomplish it if I do it this way. So maybe I should change my behavior instead of my attitude. Yeah, I, it's it's got to be a you know it's a combination of both. Probably yeah. one of those where it's not one without the other. So yeah. so I'll meet you guys in the middle on that because okay. I put both. Um, simp. I did, I did <laughs> total simp, not a flex. Um, so I I did put both on there, but I do believe that I I do side a little bit more with Brad on the behavior side of things. Um, one of my favorite quotes is that action creates motivation. In my opinion, motivation is bullshit. No one wakes up ready to go work out every single day or make the calls, the sales calls that they need to make or whatever it is that they want to do to try and grow. So if they're taking action, then that'll create that motivation. So if, I mean, obviously if you have a shit attitude, that's a big part of the problem. Yeah. But ultimately, um, if you're not doing the action to get where you want to go or make the changes that you need to make, you're not going to get there. Yeah. And just to kind of circle back, like in a holistic uh, frame, like I see like the action like you said, be rigid in like what it is that the goal is. Um, but obviously you can change up what it is that you're doing in between there. So that's the behavior. But in just terms of like overall perspective in general, it's just continuing the idea that every time something doesn't go your way, yes, it's a problem, but how do I turn that problem into an opportunity? Because every yeah. time there is a problem, whether it's in business and life and whatever, there is an opportunity. So what are the benefits of being flexible in business uh, as opposed to rigid or we can talk business or we can talk life. So I, I wrote something. I, I think being fluid is super important as far as being able to say, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to be, I'm going to stick to my guns or say, all right, I, I'm okay with changing a couple things. But I feel like if you go back and forth too much on some things, it can cause you to look <clears throat> a little bit I don't know if weak is the right word that I'm looking for, but um, I feel like it can set you up for an easy way for people to kind of manipulate you and say and do certain things to cause you to react a certain way. So I think I think being rigid, uh, especially in work, is really good with life in general. I think it's good to kind of be able to go with the flow, but I also wrote down too, 
um, and I even talked with it uh, about this to my mentor today is my entire month of April was just go, go, go. Starting mid-April, it was Colorado followed up by a golf trip to Arkansas, followed up by Florida um, and playing volleyball. And I got so far out of my routine on everything that I was uh, usually doing that it like it was fun to be fluid and to be able to do all these different things and live life. But I also feel like it set me back quite a bit and I've been trying to get back on into a good routine. So um, I think I think it's important to be flexible in certain situations, but ultimately I think you got to stick to your guns and create routines that are going to, and good habits that are going to help you get where you need to go. I think you have, if you're, if you own a business, you have to be rigid on a lot of things and um, you don't want somebody coming in and being like, oh, well, can you do a little bit better on this price? Because then that's going to be expected the next time. And then you're going to start to slack off with your pricing for another customer. Uh, the same thing with like your employees, you need to, set a standard for them that they need to keep. And if they don't keep that, you need to have a conversation with them. You can't be flexible. <laughs> Unless it's something that I wrote down here is you need to be flexible in business when it's something that's out of your control. If there's a family emergency, you should be flexible with somebody. If something happens, supply chain issue that you you literally cannot control it. You just need to go back and worry about the things you can control and try and come up with an action plan to get a solution. So I do think that you need to be rigid. You can't waver from the internal vision that you have for yourself or your company. And I think that that's the most important thing you could do is also be transparent with your customer and yourself of why you were flexible and then come back and adjust for that. Yeah. Love it. Um, the, the first thing I wrote was you have to be flexible to be a business owner or you won't be a business owner for very long. Yeah. Like it's like ever, I remember starting out when I like first whatever and it was just like, and it still goes on to this day, just in, on different levels. Every time you feel like you have something completely understood about your business, you get slapped in the face and realize that you don't know shit about your business. And I feel like it's a good thing because every time you solve a problem in your business, um, more responsibility pops up for you and bigger problems. So it's like, and that's why we talked about owning a business is like the ultimate self-development program, the, the most, the biggest self-development program you could ever do because it's constantly learning, it's constantly shifting, it's constantly changing, whether it's your people, your processes, your your office, whatever. So I'm going to push back on you a little bit there, Matt. And Get I em. think what you're talking about is more about adaptation in your business than flexibility. Because if you're not learning from something and adapting to move forward, which the definition of adaptation is the process of changing an existing, pro an existing product or service so it's suitable for different customers or scenarios. Mm. So I think... Uh, when you talked about that a little bit earlier, like what's the difference between flexibility and adaptation? I think that that might be a little bit more where it is. Where I, I just maybe for me, when I think about flexibility, I think about being more of like lenient on something versus learning from it and being better at it. Got it. Probably, I think we're just saying one, uh, looking at one word: tomato, 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 tomato. Yeah, that's why <laughs> I had the title of flexibility and adaptation. I feel like they go. I feel like they go hand in hand, and I feel like just flexibility is in the. Like the simplest form, it's like I just look at it as when shit doesn't go your way, yeah, you move a little bit, you move a little bit, you readjust, which is adaptation. What did you say uh, earlier, Sal? Plot twist. You just yell plot twist and then move on. The more I think about it, that's actually pretty good. I like it. You should have just totally. He totally hated you for that at first. It was I like know. this is how we're starting know. this podcast, Sal. Great quote. So You're welcome. I was actually just surprised he he had a quote. 
You know what I mean? Sal always I've comes always prepared. Had quote. What do you mean? Do you? Sometimes we just wow, forget guy. to ask him. I just don't. I guess. Probably too high. <laughs> Zinger. Yeah. Uh, so for me, like the job that I'm in, we have a lot of like we have a lot of flexibility and adaptation that we have to deal with. So like there'll be issues where like a truck driver will get stuck in traffic or get in an accident, so it'll be delayed. Um, sometimes we we'll have to like make adjustments and schedules. Sometimes could get could get out of our hands, so we have to adapt and make sure the customer and the company is happy on both aspects. So. I'll, I, we kind of deal with that every day with my job. Um, right now with some a- adaptations that we have to deal with is just like there'll be like some old school truck drivers that are unwilling to adapt to the changes. Like right now, like everything, everything's going to like a more technological advancement to it. So like some customers will be like using a app and a lot of truck drivers aren't tech savvy enough or a lot of truck drivers are just reluctant to make changes of it. So it's just... You just gotta be flexible and make adapt adaptation. Sometimes we'll have to like find a different trucking company to that's w- more willing to make those changes. So it's just like it's hard for them because it's they'll have to, like deal with the flexibility. So it's just like what I have to deal with. It's kind of both. Like, so it works both. But you just gotta be rigid at some point and just be like, hey, if you're not willing to change, then you're fucking fired. Well, yeah, or we'll find someone else. You know, yeah. they'll move the shipment for us. So. You say it nicer than I did. Yeah. Okay. So with a lot of these, it's like you said, it's you're you're we're looking for in this one examples of you're rigid for so long uh, until you finally embrace the current situation and adapt it, and it goes hand in hand. I'm just going to couple it with the other question, which is um, basically those problems have the opportunity to turn into opportunities. So talk to, to so. <laughs> The opportunity wow. to turn into opportunities. It makes sense. So um, I was picking up what let's, you're putting down. Thank you. <laughs> Hopefully we can cut some of that. No, um, leave it all rich. What are some examples in life or business where problems have come up and you've been able to turn those problems into opportunities? So I can talk about this because we made a pretty big shift in our business. I guess, man, it's so hard to even think about time with COVID. But when COVID hit, my business kind of took a big hit because we supply a lot of parts for race cars. When that happened, nobody was racing for a extended period of time, so we weren't selling race car parts. When that happened, I realized that I had too many eggs in one baskets, basket, and I needed to diversify a little bit. So that's when we made the shift to start looking for outside work out of our niche. And that was probably one of the biggest mistakes that I didn't do fast enough was getting out of our niche and trying to find other jobs. Since then, we're probably... 50-50 on race car parts and outside work. And it's been a pretty comfortable position because when one seems to be a little bit slower, the other one picks up and it evens out pretty well. And outside stuff pays a lot better than race car parts. So that's probably my best example was during COVID. I had a realization of I'm fucked right now. What can I do to start generating some revenue? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I pulled an example out of my first job, um, which why when I was in home security sales, so our job was to partner with home inspectors, insurance agents, real estate agents. <clears throat> and uh, I came in and I did really well. Um, I was the top or one of the top salespeople within the first like three or four months of doing that. And your job is to first bring in the leads and then sell the leads, right? Uh, well, I brought in so many leads that um, my closing percentage, because they looked at like percentage of leads closed, uh, was down. And it was dog shit because I couldn't get to all of them. So at that point, that's when I... Um, I was kind of getting shit for it. 
uh, even though like my sales numbers were above everybody else's. So that's when I came up with the idea to get an assistant that would call these warm leads and set appointments for me. So instead of me cold calling these people, a person came in and like I actually paid her through my paychecks uh, and she was in the office, but she set the appointments and I closed them down. Awesome. That's pretty baller. Yeah, it was, it was cool. You were hiring assistants before you even knew that you were going to have your own company. Yeah, now my assistants are in the Philippines. <laughs> <laughs> You're a Filipino princess. Yeah. Um, so I wrote down on here uh, just recently with, uh, we have all these existing clients and same thing Brad was talking about through the pandemic. Um, so many things changed. We had a lot of agents that weren't taking care of their existing clients. And uh, then we had a lot of businesses that were shut down, that were not letting people in um, to be able to go in and, and write more insurance policies. So um, we have, it's almost like a third of our book has been two plus years inactive. So um, one of the things that a lot of other people in my position have always sat on was sitting, or they would just hand out these accounts, hope that things would go better. Um, so I actually decided that I was going to start taking those accounts. And um, I've actually uh, hired well, I'm working on hiring that virtual assistant. I have my admin take care of a lot of setting these appointments. I go run them. I go set up enrollments. And uh, so far, we've scheduled probably six or seven enrollments just in this the past couple weeks um, for accounts that were apparently you could never get into, according to all the other AFLAC agents. And we're getting into them. So uh, something where I have stuck to my guns on that. And we have probably, we, I mean, we got quite a few more accounts that we're going to be um getting in coming up on, but uh, going to try and, I mean, we're sitting on gold with all these uh, accounts out there and it's just a matter of trying to make something happen. So that's something that I did uh, here recently that has been working well and we'll continue to see how it goes. Cool. Yeah. Um, last, and we kind of already touched on this, is there a point where we uh, are being too flexible, trying to adapt too much uh, and any examples that you guys might have? Um, I don't really have any examples. I feel like... Uh... I feel like adapting is just part of of life. I feel like if you're not adapting, you're you're probably not growing and putting yourself in a position to succeed. So I don't really have an example of one I maybe regret. I don't have examples, but just kind of to to piggyback off our point earlier, it's yes, you can be too flexible. Um, it, once you, if you're too flexible in every area of like you know business life, um, whatever, then it, I believe it turns into passivity. So. That's kind of my take on that. I wrote down sticking to your guns on this too. If you're going to make a change or something like that, you need to stick to them and not make exceptions for the the things that you put in place, whether it's for your business or for your own expectations of yourself, whether you're trying to stick to a, a workout regimen or a diet or whether it's starting a, an initiative or something like that with your company. So yeah, I agree. Yep. So um, I think just to kind of put a bow on this thing, uh, in terms of flexibility and adaptation, uh, whether it's in life or business, yes, you should be flexible. Yes, you should and have to learn to adapt if you want to keep growing. But there's also a level of rigidness and structure that needs to be there. Uh, I think Brad actually at the beginning uh, probably put it best. You need that structure. You need that rigidness. You need to set the goal, uh, but you need to uh, just be super flexible in the way that you achieve that goal. So, uh I think that's all we have for today. We appreciate you guys tuning in. Uh, follow us on Instagram. Hit us on all the major platforms. Uh, subscribe. Leave us a review. Don't be like uh, Sal and Rich, please. Mm -hmm. uh, if you like this in any way, shape, or form, leave us a review. Otherwise, we'll catch you next week. See you guys. Peace. Later. Peace.